Well, welcome to the Fall 2020 Heart to Heart Bible Study. And we were hoping that we could come together this fall and be with you in person. But for now, uh, we're meeting virtually and uh, I'm just glad to be able to meet in that way. Uh, we are starting our Bible study this fall on strengthened through prayer. And if there's ever been a time that we need to be strengthened through prayer, that is right now. And so this Bible study is very timely for the things that we're going through. And as we begin, I want to ask you a question. How would you describe your prayer life? Would you say it's vibrant, that it's, it's heartfelt, um, that it's passionate? Or would you say it's kind of, oh, you feel like you're going through the motions, that you're just saying words? Well, let me ask you that question in a different way. Would you say that you are a prayer warrior or a prayer sayer? Are you just saying prayers or saying words? You know, I think all of us would say we want to be a prayer warrior. I do. And don't get me wrong, I love reading other prayers. I love the Puritan prayers. I love the Valley of Vision prayers. But I want to be someone who prays from the depths of my heart, like the men and women that we see in the Bible. And so this week we begin our study by looking at Moses, and we get a snapshot of Moses' prayer life in Exodus 32 and 33, which we looked at this week. And so what I want to do together today is give you five lessons from the life of Moses that we can apply to our lives that would help us be prayer warriors, not just prayer sayers. So let's just jump in. Uh, the first lesson that we can learn from Moses is that we need to pray compassionately. We see that in Exodus 32, verses 7 to 13, and you know the history, the background, but I'll review it quickly. Uh, at this point, Moses has led the Israelites out of Egypt. They wandered for three months in the wilderness, and now they're camped at the base of Mount Sinai. And Moses has been on Mount Sinai with God for 40 days and 40 nights. And while he's up there, God's given him instructions. He's given him the, the Ten Commandments. And then at the end uh, of or in, in chapter 32, God speaks with Moses, and in verse 7, he says, Go down at once, for your people whom you brought up, you brought up, Moses, from the land of Egypt, have corrupted themselves. And he goes on, and he says, they've made an idol for themselves, and they're worshiping him. And then God makes a very strong statement in verse 10, and he says, Now then, let me alone that my anger may burn against them, and that I may destroy them, and I will make of you a great nation. You know, if I had been Moses at that point, um, I probably would have agreed with God and said, you know what, God, you are right. Destroy them. They have driven me crazy. They grumble. They complain. Let's get rid of them. Let's start with a new nation. But he didn't do that. He prayed compassionately, and we see his prayer in the, the next few verses, 11 to 14. And there's one thing that he says here that he, he brings before God that is a prayer of compassion when he says in verse 12, Turn from your burning anger 
and change your mind about doing harm to your people. Moses prayed compassionately. He was a prayer warrior. Do we pray like that? Do we pray with compassion for those that are difficult to love? For those who make our lives really challenging? Do we pray for people who are disobeying God and who are blatantly sinning against God? Are we that kind of prayer warrior like Moses was for the Israelites? You know, I I was recently convicted of this. I mean, I've been convicted before, but during uh, this season of protest, and and I remember uh, right after the death of George Floyd, and at first there were peaceful protests, and then it began to be looting and rioting and murders, and and I was sitting on the couch one night, and this was at the very beginning when they were torching buildings in Minneapolis, and I was sitting on the couch watching this and going, God, who are these people? What are they doing? God, just deal with them. That was my attitude. Just deal with them. And then it was, he convicted me right then and said, Cricket, why don't you pray for them? And I, I thought, Lord, seriously, you want me to pray for those people doing this? But you know what? If I want to be a prayer warrior, I need to learn how to pray compassionately. And that's a lesson that we learn from Moses. The first lesson we learn, how do we become a prayer warrior versus a prayer sayer? The second lesson is that we need to pray selflessly. Not selfishly, but selflessly. Uh, Verses 11 to 14, again, we look at his prayer And the thing that stands out to me from those verses are that Moses was more concerned about God's reputation and about the people than he was about his own reputation. God had said, listen, let me destroy them. I'll make of you a great nation with a whole new group of people. And if if Moses was selfish, he would have said, great idea, Lord, take them out. Let's give me a good nation. I want a good nation of people. But he prayed selflessly. He reminded God of his character and and he was concerned about God's reputation. And he reminded God, you brought them out, God, with a mighty hand. And God, if you bring them out and if you destroy them, the Egyptians are going to mock you and they're going to say, wait, you brought them out? You teased them to think that you were going to give them freedom and yet you just killed them? What an evil God you are. But God, that's not who you are. You are a God who loves people. You can't do this. It will ruin your reputation to the Egyptians. And then he reminds God, and God doesn't need to be reminded of any of this. He reminds God of his faithfulness. And he reminds him of his promise. God, you promised Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. There would be descendants, and they would have descendants too many to count that would make a nation. God, these people are your nation that you promised to them. You are a faithful God, but if you destroy them, they're going to say, well, he's not true to his promises. Moses was more concerned about God's reputation and name than he was about 
having a nation for himself. He prayed selflessly. And that's what we need to do. He made that one request, turn from your burning anger, change your mind about doing harm to your people. That was what he was concerned about. God's reputation and the people. Now, that brings us, we read in verse 14, the Lord changed his mind about the harm which he said he would do to his people. And that brings up a question that we discussed last fall in our first On Bended Knees study. Can our prayers change God's mind? And we talked about that, and uh, there's a lot of thoughts about that. Let me put it this way. Uh, or can our prayers change God's plan? And the answer to that is no. We cannot change God's plan. God has planned out things from eternity past. He has a sovereign plan. He tells us throughout Scripture, I am sovereign. No one can thwart my purpose. I mean, even Jesus couldn't change God's mind in the Garden of Gethsemane when he asked, is there another way other than the cross? He prayed that God would take that cup, but even Jesus couldn't, through his prayers, change God's plan. And, and I think we have to learn to embrace this tension. If I could change God's plan of, of how he had laid everything out, then I'm saying that God's not sovereign. That makes me sovereign because then I can control God. And I obviously know a better way to do things than God. That is not true to what Scripture says about his character. So I, we can't change God's plan through our prayers. However... We can be part of the process that God uses to bring about his plan. I honestly don't think God ever intended to destroy the Israelites here. His plan was to deliver them. But he pulled Moses into that plan, into that process, and gave him the opportunity to pray that God would not destroy them. I know that's not going to satisfy some of you on this question But again, as they told us in seminary at Dallas, we need to learn. We've got to embrace the tension in Scripture. I don't believe that we can change God's plan. Even though it says God changed his mind, his plan stayed the same. He was going to deliver the people. It was the, the, he incorporated Moses' prayer that moved his plan along. So, Two lessons we've learned so far. Pray compassionately. Pray selflessly. And then, and and let me, before we move on, let me just ask, are your prayers more concerned about God's glory? Are they more concerned about bringing yourself glory or making your life comfortable? If we pray selflessly, we're more concerned about God and what he wants than what we want. So then we move to the third lesson, which is that we need to pray sacrificially. We see that in uh, chapter 32, verses 30 uh, to 32. And, and Moses had come down to the camp, and he saw what was going on, and it was he was angry. When he saw what the people were doing, they're, they're partying, and they were doing more than partying. The, the Hebrew words here imply that there was sexual 
things going on. It was just a mess. Aaron didn't take responsibility. Moses was angry, and there was some judgment. There were 3,000 men that were killed because of what they had done. But then the next day we read where Moses uh, told the people in verse 30, he said, you yourselves have committed a great sin, and now I am going up to the Lord. Perhaps I can make atonement for your sin. And he went up to Mount Sinai once again, and he met with the Lord, with God, and he tried um, to make an atonement for their sins uh, by giving up his life. He told God uh, in verse 32, he prayed, if you will forgive their sin, and if not, please blot me out from your book, which you have written. You know, Moses couldn't, obviously God did not take him up on that because Moses couldn't make atonement for their sin. Only a perfect sacrifice could. And Moses wasn't perfect. That perfect sacrifice would come years later when Jesus came and went to the cross. But Moses sacrificially prayed. He was willing to give his life. He talks about, blot my name from the book that you have written. And there's different views on that book. Some say, well, that's the book of life that is mentioned in Revelation that has all the names of believers. But that's not what I believe in. I agree with the scholars who say this is a book of, of like a census. It is a book with the names of people who are living that are written in it. Because we can't lose our salvation. God can't take our salvation away. Scripture tells us we can't lose that. So I agree with those who say this was a census, a book of a, a census. And Moses is basically saying, God, I am willing to die if my death would atone for their sin. That is praying sacrificially. Are we praying sacrificially? And, and maybe we're not having to pray, God, take my life, kill me, if that would, I mean, obviously Jesus has atoned for our sins. But we can still pray sacrificially. We can give our lives sacrificially to him and every day lay our lives on the altar and say, God, here I am. Take me. Use me. Use my gifts. Use my money. Use my possessions. Lord, here's my life. You do with it as you please. That's praying sacrificially. Moses prayed sacrificially. And if we want to become prayer warriors and not just prayer sayers, we have to be willing to pray sacrificially too. Are you willing to give up something precious to you for the sake of his kingdom? Moses was. Well, then uh, the fourth lesson we learn from Moses Pray attentively. We see that in chapter 33, verses 7 to 11. And this is one of my favorite passages in Exodus because this is where Moses uh, had put up a tent of meeting where he would meet with God outside of the camp. And he would meet with God. And I wish that I could have been a fly on the wall in the tent. And to hear what was going on, God would descend in a pillar of cloud at the entrance and he would meet with Moses and it tells us in that passage that um, the Lord would speak with Moses in verse 9. And then in verse 11, when the Lord used to speak to Moses 
face to face just as a man speaks to his friend. And God, Moses couldn't see God's face. We know that that's not possible, but he could see God's presence in that pillar of cloud. The thing that stands out is that the Lord would speak with Moses. He, I'm sure Moses spoke to God and probably told him, God, I don't know what to do with these people or God, give me direction. Where do we go from here? But he didn't do all the talking. He listened and God would speak with Moses. And if we're going to be prayer warriors, we have to be people who pray attentively. Yes, tell God what's on our heart and our mind, but then we stop and we listen to him. And I'm not saying you're going to hear an audible voice. In all my years, I've never once heard an audible voice from God. But I've listened to God, and God has spoken to me through his word here. There are times that I will read a verse, and it's like I have to stop and go, Oh, Lord, I need to do that. Or you're convicting me of that. And so we listen to his word through his, his word. His Holy Spirit prompts us. There'll be times that I may be reading or praying and this, just this thought of, you need to do this, Cricket. You need to go see that person today. That's God speaking, but through his spirit. Um, so we need to pray attentively. Are you being attentive to what God is saying to you? Are you doing all the talking? If we're going to be prayer warriors and not prayer sayers, we have to learn to pray attentively. And then the last, number five, we need to pray relationally. We see that in his prayers in Exodus 33, 12 to 23. Um, Moses prayed about his relationship with God, and and we need to pray. If we're going to be prayer warriors, we need to pray about our relationship with God. We need to pray that for the people in our lives, for their relationship with God. And Moses wanted a deeper intimacy with God. He wanted to know God more. We see that as he prayed three times in this passage for things about his relationship. In verse 13, he prayed, Let me know your ways that I may know you. He said, I pray you, if I have found favor in your sight, let me know your ways that I may know you. He wanted to know God more intimately. There was a hunger there to know God. And then in verse 15, he prayed, if your presence doesn't go with us, don't lead us up from here. He was wanting God's presence. He knew he needed God's presence with him. There was that admitting, Lord, I am dependent on you. I need your presence. And thankfully today, we have his presence with us. But we still need to cling to that and embrace his presence with us in everything we go through. And then in verse 18, he said, I pray you, show me your glory. That was intimacy. God, I want to see you. I want to see who you are. I want to see you in all your glory. And, of course, God couldn't do that. He, he let him see a glimpse of him, the back of him. He showed him his goodness. And, but he, he got a glimpse of God. 
Moses prayed relationally. He wanted to deepen his relationship with God. And if you and I want to be prayer warriors and not just prayer sayers, we have to be willing to pray relationally. God, deepen my relationship with you. Do what you have to do to let me know you more intimately. How often do we pray that way? How often do we pray, God, I want to know more of you? And sometimes I'm scared that if I pray that, I don't know what he's going to do. Well, Moses was a prayer warrior, not a prayer sayer. And if we want to be a prayer warrior and not just saying prayers, we can learn from these five lessons of this snapshot of Moses' life. We need to pray compassionately. We need to pray selflessly. Pray sacrificially. Pray attentively and pray relationally. What do you need to do to, to become more a prayer warrior and not just someone who says prayers, a prayer sayer? You know, I think back, I think we all have friends and people we know that we would say are prayer warriors. And I remember when I was living in East Asia in a country and that the Christians had been persecuted for years. And as we sat in their homes and prayed together with them, I would be in tears listening to them pray because they were crying out to God. They were praying from the depths of their soul. And I remember thinking, I want to be able to pray like that where I, it felt like they were sitting right in the presence of God face to face. That's how I want to pray. I think that's how you want to pray. Let's learn from the lessons of Moses and be prayer warriors, not prayer sayers. Let me pray. Father, thank you for the example of Moses. And Lord, I pray that these are not just words we're going to read, but they're, that they're words that we're going to really apply and let sink deep into our hearts and Father, my prayer for each woman and myself is that we would be fervent prayer warriors, not just people who say prayers. Lord, work in us. And we pray this in your precious name. Amen. See you next week, giving you all a virtual hug. See you later. <laughs>